0: I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Researchers in Britain say they've solved a 500-year-old mystery. They say the bones they unearthed from beneath a parking lot in the English city of Leicester are those of King Richard III. The medieval monarch died in the Battle of Bosworth in 1485. He was known to be buried in Leicester, though the exact location was lost to history. But some dogged research led to the skeleton and DNA from a very distant living relative of the king led to a positive ID. Now, a lot of what we think we know about The Old King comes from Shakespeare. His Richard III was a hunchbacked, scheming, brutal tyrant. To refresh our memory, here's Adam Long, a founding member of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, with a now updated version of the play.
1: Here's the greatest story you ever heard about a king named Richard III, an ugly hunchback with stature diminished, rudely stamped, deformed and unfinished, started out as a prince who was almost unknown, not even hardly in line for the throne, and a big-headed brother made poor Richard glummer, turning discontented winter into glorious summer. Little Richard was bitter and fuming and steaming. The poisonous hunchback was plotting and scheming and seething and ready to pop his cork. He would steal the throne from that son of York. And so, in pursuit of satisfaction, Richard put his murderous plan into action, sent Clarence to the tower quite easily, with a misunderstanding over the letter G. Then he wooed Lady Anne, Warwick's youngest daughter, though he'd killed her husband and killed her father. Two murderers carried out Richard's wishes, killed Clarence who dreamed of jewels, skulls, pearls, and fishes. The crown was so close he could reach out and pluck it. Then old King Edward the Fourth kicked the bucket, and soon poor Edward the Fifth was dead. That sneaky old Richard just lopped off his head. He beheaded Lord Rivers, Sir Thomas, Lord Grey Heads were flying every which way. He killed Lord Hastings, I forgot to mention, when Hastings objected to his ascension. Then they made Richard king, and he was feeling groovy. It was worse than a Quentin Tarantino movie. He was killing children, killing all day. Lord Buckingham fled, but got killed anyway. Somebody had to stop that hellion. Richmond invaded and led the rebellion. With his shining armor and his battle cry, some ghosts told Richard, despair and die. Richard fought like a fiend in the face of that force, and he called for a horse, his kingdom for a horse. But Richmond was mighty and killed Richard three, and that is the fate of all tyrants, you see. Richard lost his crown and his throne and his jester and wound up buried in a car park in Leicester. Thus, Richard spent his winter of discontent buried beneath three feet of cement.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good. Remember the story now? That was Adam Long of the Reduced Shakespeare Company updating his version of Richard III. The discovery of the king's bones beneath that car park in Leicester could spark some historians to rethink his story. Anne Easter-Smith is a novelist and self-proclaimed Ricardian. Richard III has appeared as a character in many of her novels. She says how he came to be buried in Leicester was quite dramatic.
2: After the Battle of Bosworth, he was flung over a horse and taken back to Leicester, stark naked, all his wounds showing and um, Henry gave him over to the monks of this church, and then they buried him, and then the monastery was destroyed. So we lost track of where Richard was really buried.
0: Now, most of us know Richard III from uh, Shakespeare's drama, uh, where he's described as a hunchback with a withered arm who murders his nephews to usurp the throne. Is that a fair depiction of the king?
2: Absolutely not. Shakespeare was writing for the Tudors, and he was borrowing... Tudor historians' accounts of Richard, who had necessarily written them to denigrate the king because Henry Seventh had really come in and taken his crown. They said he had been two years in his mother's womb and come out with a full head of hair and full head of teeth. And Shakespeare put that in his play. So you and see
0: Shakespeare's writing as kind of revisionist history for... Uh, it's uh, propaganda
2: uh, for the Tudors is mm. what it
0: is. The murders of the nephews, though, that's still unsolved, correct?
2: Yes, and unfortunately, finding his bones is not going to help that in any way. We have no idea what happened to them. If they were murdered or if they were spirited away somewhere, we really don't know.
0: So the skeleton seems to indicate that he actually had quite a severe case of scoliosis. So that kind of takes the hunchback thing away, but he still probably walked with a pretty substantial bent, right?
2: What they're saying is that it would mean that he had one shoulder higher than the other. Mm but that he was not deformed because a lot of people were writing about him and there was nothing mentioned about deformities. He was um, apparently quite good-looking, not very tall, looked like his father, grey eyes and, and um, dark brown hair. And in fact, a portrait that was done of Richard around the end of the 15th century, today when they were going to be restoring it, they were X-raying it to see you know, where exactly lines were and things to restore it mm. and they found that somebody had painted on a hunchback the original did not have one
0: so was that kind of the the visual artist version of shakespeare working again for the Tudors, kind of propaganda that's right yeah. and
2: of course you know shakespeare was like our tv today our tv and movies people flocked to see the plays and they just believe what they saw it would be like somebody who'd never read anything about jfk's death going to see oliver stone's jfk and thinking Oh, this is truth.
0: For you, Anne, what kind of king was Richard III? Not in Shakespeare's view, but what kind of king was he?
2: He reigned for only two years, but he was very concerned about the justice system, and he enacted a couple of statutes that still stand today, one of them to do with improving bail for people who didn't have a lot of money, Um, and he also took away taxes that Edward had brought in to fill his war chest.
0: So now his bones can be laid to rest. Do you know where that's going to be? And will he get Catholic last rites, where he was a, a Catholic king?
2: Um, I think he's going to be buried in Leicester Cathedral. And I would think he would be given a, a Church of England burial. I just don't know that they would give him a Catholic burial there.
0: Novelist Anne Easter-Smith telling us about Richard III, her favorite obsession. Anne's upcoming novel, Royal Mistress, featuring King Richard, comes out in May. Anne, thanks very much.
2: Very much my pleasure. Thank you, Marco.
0: We have pictures and video of Richard III's bones and the parking lot excavation. Check those out. Plus, listen again to Adam Long's reduced Shakespeare version of Richard III. That's all at theworld.org.